They do Dude, have imagine some... how imagine how good Al Pacino, how good of a salesman Al Pacino and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross would be with Salesforce. Oh man, he'd be. A I G. mean, that guy would be unstoppable. Just date Alec, at your Alec Baldwin. He'd be Jordan Belfort. <laughs> the business boys, the business boys, everybody loves the business boys. Business boys, the business boys, hanging out with the business boys. Ooh. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Business Boys, episode number 20, if I'm not mistaken. As always, with my main man, Spence. Spence, how's it going? It's going great, Jimmy. Uh, Got the mic fixed, brand new cable, which was uh, kind of a pain in the butt to get, but uh, sorry for all those who had to endure my terrible quality last week. And yeah, I'm just pumped to be back. 20 episodes, time flies. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. I, I'm excited to get into it. Hell yeah. You drinking at all? I, I am drinking. I got a nice Stella Artois here, which oh. I think is, uh, I don't know, it's probably one of the best beers you can get, like quality-wise, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you'd agree with that uh, take or not. Yeah, it is very good. I like it. I, I, I always just end up, because I'm not really like, a, like I'm, I'm either like a 12 beers or none kind of guy, so I'm always with my like cheap shit, you know? Getting made fun of sometimes, but hey, what are you going to do? Tonight, though, I'm drinking uh, a drink from a local brewer, one might say. Uh, it's uh, I had a little left. It's, my, it's called Tsikudia. It's my grandfather's moonshine that he makes. Um, it's fucking delicious. It's, yeah, like, Spence, you can see it there. It's all 100% clear. Organic. Is that the seventy uh, percent or alcohol? I don't know what or? the percent is. Uh, he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't like run it through, but it definitely uh, it'll get you. Put hair on your chest for sure, and you put it in a shot glass and you just like sip it. That's the styles. Okay, that's not the uh, same moonshine we got hammered on at the. Uh... It is. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's that stuff will get you there for sure. Actually, oh, actually, I tried some moonshine last Monday. I was uh, after I went to the Blue Jays game and then went to uh, someone's house and he makes his own uh, liquor. I I swear the thing smelled like pure rubbing alcohol. Mm -hmm. It was so strong, man. (laughs) It was disgusting. But uh, yeah, I also have a Mountain Dew here, man. Like shout out to Mountain Dew. I love Mountain Dew. It's got that extra little caffeine in it. eh? Uh, Does it actually? I, I didn't know I had extra caffeine. I think that's why people drink it because it's got like a nice, it's like a, like sometimes people drink it as like an energy drink, don't they? Ah. Yeah. I, th- I think they actually have a Mountain Dew now with some sort of uh, energy base in it. Ooh. Code red. Code energy. Yeah. Code red. Eh, not that good. It's a little too sugary, eh? Yeah. It, it's a sugary soft drink, but y- you know, like when you drink a lot of cola, like I do, you got to mix it up sometimes. A liter of cola? Yeah, yeah. Don't do that every day, man. That'll shred your guts. That's bad for you. <laughs> I don't right. know. Maybe maybe they're trying to make it healthier now. I I don't know. Like every company's trying to make shit healthier, right? Like isn't isn't McDonald's like what the heck are they doing? They're they're making the Big Mac healthier and Well, there's no more preservatives in the Big Mac and quarter pounder with cheese. So those no, no longer have preservatives among uh some other McDonald's items, which is uh that's okay. in Canada. Some newer news this week. States is already doing some of that stuff too. Uh Spencer, I know you're a big McDonald's fan. I mean, I am too, but I I mean, I can't compete with the king. How do you feel? How do you feel about that? Well, I don't think uh I don't know. I think you eat McDonald's more than I do. Nah. 
I digress. I, I think, uh, I mean, you know, I'll have to try it, see how it tastes. Uh, I don't know. My, my only concern is, like, don't screw up with the taste. Maybe I'm being too naive here, but I, I know what I'm getting into when I go to McDonald's. You know, I know I'm not going for the nutritional value. You know, if I'm going for grease, like, give me grease, baby, you know. So if it doesn't affect the, the taste, then, of course, I'm on board. But if it starts tasting different, you know, that's kind of a, it's kind of a downer for me. Yeah, well, I think that's like kind of the issue, right? It's like you and I like like McDonald's. It's it's amazing, but I have, I honestly I have it like once every couple months, you know, coming home drunk or yeah, whatever, same you know. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think that might be a, a tough thing for him because McDonald's used to be like a like a multiple week thing for a lot of people, and they're losing those customers. Like we're like let's not let's not like argue here. We're not the best McDonald's customers. We go in, we order the value menu at four a.m. once every couple months or whatever, and leave. You know, I think. You know, it sucks for people like us who want like the, the the dirty, greasy McDonald's. But if they want to keep up in a healthy world, getting those like daily active users back up, uh, you know, maybe it's moves they got to make at the sacrifice of that, you know, plasticky, delicious, rubbery taste. Maybe, maybe. I mean, we'll see. Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to taste worse or not. I don't know. Are, are they messing up your your beloved filet of fish as well? I don't know. They're already healthy. I, I don't know if they've touched a filet fish So let me ask you, filet fish cool or tool? I uh, you think you know my answer. I <laughs> don't don't know why anyone would ever get the filet fish I haven't had one in a while, but it's it's. I went through a phase. It's definitely delicious. Yeah, you and my brother both, man. I I I don't know. It just does not appeal to me whatsoever. It's. <laughs> Not for me. I do have a little extra jargon topic that I wanted to ask you before we get into some business news. Because I was yeah, rocking sure. out. Uh, my, my headphones broke the other day and I got them back and I was listening to some Alanis. I wanted to know, favorite, Alan- favorite Alanis song? Oh, man. So we're talking about Alanis Morissette. Uh, Jimmy and I are both uh, particularly fond of her. Uh, many listeners probably think we're absolutely crazy. But uh, she rocks. Yeah, I mean, tough to pick one. I, I've been I've been listening to Thank You a lot recently. Um, very powerful song. Kind of has that, you know, start slower and then builds up throughout the song to an epic uh, last chorus. You so, love those. You love those old, good old pick-me-ups. You're all, it's all rise, about the build, eh? man. All <laughs> rise, yeah. So uh, I'll go with that one, but uh, definitely tough, tough to choose. Yeah, there's some good ones. For me... Every time I hear it, it gets me so good, gets me so pumped up. All I really want. It's so just like, it's got the perfect amount of like rocking and her screaming and then like the little breakdown in the middle of a song. <laughs> Love it. Anyways, that's my answer. Good old Canuck. Spe- speaking of Canucks, we got uh, hockey starting this week, Ooh. which is big. We got uh, playoff baseball, which starts tomorrow. Playoff. That's going to be awesome. I love playoff baseball. Uh, we do have uh, two weeks ago, we gave our Monday night football pick. We were both wrong. So uh, I hope you didn't take our advice. But uh, yeah, Chiefs going into Denver this week. Tough place to play on a Monday night. The Chiefs have been uh, firing on all cylinders and they are uh, four and a half or three and a half point favorites on the road. Tough divisional game in the Mile High Stadium. Jimmy, who do you got tonight? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay true to the Chiefs. 
and uh, and pick them to win tonight. I don't. I, I think Patrick uh, Mahomes he slows down a little bit tonight. I think it'll be more of a squeaker, maybe like a you know twenty to like seventeen kind of game. But um, you know, I I, I think they uh, I think they squeak it out anyways. So you think they cover? They're gonna cover the, the number. I, I think for me the cover was three, and I, okay. I took them to cover that. All so. right. All right. Yeah, I I'm on board too. I think it. I do. I do agree. It's a tough spot, but uh, tough to pick against the Chiefs right now. Yeah, and they got Jonas Valen shooting us at tight end. So <laughs> <laughs> they do look like. I never thought of that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, definitely pumped for that game tonight. Uh, yeah, and and excited for the other sports to start up. Talking about sports, I'm going to use this little segue here. Uh, a little Oculus little Oculus update this week from Facebook. Uh, Mark Zucchiniberg wants to get a billion, his goal is to get a billion people into VR, which is pretty crazy. Um, some of the updates they have, the Oculus Rift, it's got a new, that's the one that, the Oculus Rift is the one that plugs into your heavy-duty computer. Um, it's got a new Oculus Home designed, it's designed to be customizable, more social. It's got like a VR space where you can like hang out with peeps, which is pretty futuristic and cool. Um, they have the Oculus Go, so now they have like YouTube, that's the one where it doesn't need to be connected to anything. Um, so they've got YouTube going on it. Um, so finally got that on it and then they've released a new one. It's the Oculus quest. It's priced at 399 bucks. It's kind of like the middle ground between the go and the rift, uh, comes out spring 2019. Um, but what's cool is you can play, they call it rift like games. So I guess it can handle more heavy duty games. Cause the, the Oculus go is more like duck hunter and like random games like that. Like Catan and shit like board games nothing too crazy whereas the rift you can actually play full-on video games quest will be somewhere in the middle but what is cool is they are gonna have uh nba games that you'll somehow through uh it's called next vr some platform that you'll be able to watch nba games on in vr i'm not sure what that's gonna look like or how that's gonna work but it's pretty freaking awesome if you ask me I think it's going to be like those uh, Budweiser glasses you get in the 12-pack where you, it's it's like you're sitting at the hockey game, but it, <laughs> they don't actually work. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe you could chime in here. I can't. I keep wavering back and forth about whether VR is going to be a big hit or if it's just kind of going to be a smaller market. I, I really can't decide because it does seem pretty unique and pretty cool. But at the same time, like, mm, yeah, I don't know. I played some VR video video games on the PS4. It was awesome and stuff. But I don't know. Do you really want to be with that headset on all the time? You, you know, I, I really don't know. I can't decide. Like, I think I think it all depends on the technology. I think there's a huge demand for it. I really want, like, an Oculus Go just to kind of, like, have that experience and, and all that shit. And the Oculus Go is not that expensive. Um but I, I like, you know, we are just at the beginning of the technology. And I think, you know, what's cool with some of the shooting games now is you have these like controllers that are kind of like free range, whatever you call it. And I can just imagine like playing, like imagine playing like NBA and you can actually like jump and like use your fucking controller and you're like playing it in like VR and you're actually like slamming down in Dwight Howard's face. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, think <laughs> I don't know that- if I want that, man. I just want to sit back on my couch and uh, smash some buttons. No, oh, not me, man. I want to play you some Mortal Kombat in VR. I want to, I want to like <laughs> rip people's hearts out of their fucking throat and like 
Mortal Kombat finish style them. That must be a crazy experience. Yeah, I I don't know. Like it, it could be interesting. It might have applications beyond just games and that, right? Mm-hmm. Like thinking maybe, you know, building engineering or architecture. You can perhaps you know VR build up a home or some sort of model. Yeah, for sure. That's, you know, stuff like that. True. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know what? I I'm gonna reserve judgment. I want to get my hands on one of these Oculuses and, and uh, dig through it. I think it's Oculi. Is it really? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so, speaking of uh, zucchini, zucchiniberg, um, the uh, Instagram co-founders just uh, both quit or moved on to start something new, as they said. Oh, but uh, I mean, we saw a few months ago the WeChat founder also left. So, by the way, Facebook um, bought WeChat and Instagram a few years ago. Um, so, yeah, supposedly they quit because. Uh, Reports are there was uh, disagreements with Zuck about how many ads that he wanted to place within Instagram and they weren't liking how involved he was, which is pretty surprising, man, because, I mean, this guy literally praised Zuckerberg for two years after they acquired Instagram about how he let him do his own thing in that. So I actually see some similarities between Facebook and Tesla right now. I think you just have a CEO who's super capable, super smart and a super big control freak and that really meshes with other high ups at the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a pretty big loss, man. I, I mean, Instagram has saved Facebook and propelled it to its highs. They would be nothing without it. They I, really wouldn't. Instagram is crazy. I, I, I don't see, uh, for some reason I, I see in 10 years from now, Instagram kind of being like a whatever of the world. I don't what know. What does why. that mean? Like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I find it, it's like so many people, like the reason Instagram is so popular is from all the advertising and I just don't think that it, it, it drives as much revenue as people think it does. And I think there will be something different. The reason it's popular is because people like to go and look at pictures of famous people and hot girls and guys and stuff like that. Hot chicks on sports cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't, from every metric I see and read and Facebook doesn't read a lot, uh, release a lot of them specifically to Instagram. And I think it's because they, uh, Instagram is the core part of their business. Now I really do think that I, th- I don't think it's the revenue driver Facebook is, but I think it's the one with the most daily active user base and, and engagement. I think would, I would go with Instagram. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. The kids, the kids, man, they don't like Facebook anymore. I know, but like, it's, at some point, I think people are just gonna get sick of it. Like, I, like, but I, I maybe I'm just an old soul. Who knows? <laughs> hey, you know, you're preaching the choir. I don't have any of this stuff. So <laughs> maybe we talk about uh, the twenty million dollar tweet right yes, now. Yes, seriously. Because as I said, that that one tweet cost uh, Elon Musk more than Twitter's ever made in their history as a company. I thought that was a pretty funny. Um, I saw that on Twitter. It, after it cost it him personally $20 million? Yeah. Fuck. That's a lot so, of quiche money. Yeah. So, uh, you want to give us I, a rundown? I guess when you're a billionaire, it's not that bad, right? Yeah. It's you know, like it's me like losing like $200. Um, so, Elon Musk settled with the SEC over his uh, infamous 420 tweet. So, he has to pay $20 million fine. Tesla has to pay a $20 million fine. 
He has to resign as the chairman of the board. So he's still CEO, but he has to resign as chairman. Which is huge. Which is, it is big, but it's, I, I think it's a good thing. I'll get to it in a second. And it's more important, I think, he stays as CEO in that. But, uh, yeah, so a new independent chair member, two new independent board members. And I, I think that's a good thing because the board is pretty much just his buddies right now. And they they won't oppose them on anything. So it's good. Get a board in there because someone needs to friggin' uh, oversee this guy and help, hold him accountable. Because he's just doing dumb shit that's hurting the company. You saw it with the stock price movement Friday and then back up today. But I, I, for the life back of me, I don't, I don't know why he didn't settle on Thursday. I think maybe at, at the moment he was he was thinking that he could beat 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 it in trial, a la Mark Cuban. But really, no one beats the SEC except for Mark Cuban. And I was reading on the Mark Cuban case, it would have been cheaper for him just to settle. But he went to trial, took five years and won, spent more in legal fees just because he, he wanted to win because he hated the SEC. He's like, no, this is bullshit. I'm going to beat you guys. But in general, the SEC wins 90% of their cases. You're, you're not beating them. So uh, it's it's good. He gets to stay on. And, and now, too, there's this whole thing where he has to go through a process before he sends out tweets and stuff. So that's the best part of, about all of this. No more <laughs> No more stupid tweets and... And stuff like that. So <laughs> you yeah, have to, we I, have to wait half an hour before he calls the guy a pedo. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> has to filter through some people. He's gonna do a breathalyzer and a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's crazy though. Uh, one tweet costs you twenty million dollars. So uh, be careful what you tweet out there. <laughs> Seriously, that's who would have thought? Like a tweet, man. Like twenty years ago, if I told my dad, like, "Yo, dad." In 20 years from now, there's going to be a guy and he's going to send out a message. But it's not going to be a message. It's like somehow going to go to everyone in the world and it's going to cost him $20 million. He'd be like, yeah, fucking right. But, but yeah, let's let's just, I, I mean, we, we, we uh, you know, we like to talk a lot about new products and, and innovators on the show. And, and we both love Elon, but he, he really fucked up here with everything. The tweet was so stupid. There was no reason for it whatsoever. And then uh, just not settling right away. I think, you know, like I was saying, he thought he could beat it. But then I'm sure investors called him and the board was like, dude, just settle this, man. Like, this is bad for the company if you try to fight this. He. So I hope all these actions fucking hit him like a wrecking ball and he wakes up and he's like, all right, let's just get off Twitter for a bit and, you know, get back to sleeping on the factory floor and, and making some sweet products. And you can tell he's like losing it a little bit, you know. Like I like make me too. I I, I love him. He's like he doesn't look fa- normal. That's he's my sure. favorite favorite entrepreneur. Like I, he's like I love him, but like yeah, he, you can tell he just he looks a little depressed and a little overworked and all this stuff. So it'll be nice. Have he, him. He looked ha- fucked on the Joe Rogan. Well, he was fucked on Joe Rogan. He smoked <laughs> a joint. I would have been fucked too. But <laughs> <laughs> that one puff where he didn't inhale. He's like, what no, is, I, is this? I mean, is this legal I, here? Is I? I, uh... <laughs> I mean, uh, physically, he just he doesn't Mm-mm. look great. Mm-mm. No. So it'd be nice. I mean, he's still young. Still a lot of innovating to do in his career. So hopefully, it takes a bit off his plate and off his stress buckets, and he can just focus on making sweet ass fucking cars. Or maybe he just says fuck it and launches himself into space with that Japanese guy. 
was like, all right, I'm out of here. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Go to space with uh, a bunch of artists and this Japanese billionaire. That's it, Elon. Yeah. Anyways, I thought, uh, glad that's glad that's over. But yeah, I mean, every media outlet was just having a field day on Friday. It, 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 it really is like, it's a media dream, this guy. Right. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's like it's like every comedian, like when Donald Trump became president, was like, "Oh, oh I'm yeah. gonna make so much more fucking money this year." Yeah, so many more jokes. Yeah, uh, it's a media darling. They they love it because it just drags in clicks. But yeah. Anyways, I saw I saw two um staying on the text theme. Amazon opened this new store in, in NYC, and uh, it just has um a bunch of items that are four star and up on the website. It has different sections like what's hot in NYC, new and trending. It has a tech section. I actually think it's a really interesting idea. You don't have to open up a ton of these stores, but in in major metropolis areas where it's like people are really busy and they just need because sometimes you do, you know, if you don't want to pay for the prime shipping, if you don't have prime, it's kind of annoying. You have to wait like sometimes a week for your item. So it does make sense, you know, just jump in, buy a quick Kindle or by whatever's hot you know I, I think it's a cool idea and you know if i was ever walking by that store i would 100 percent pop in and check it out what are you filing your nails over there what do you mean you never mind you're fidgeting with something oh yeah it's a it's a it's fidget fidgety box. McGee. it's like a literally a fidget toy sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think it's a pretty cool idea for a, a new new wave retail store like don't open up too many of them just a few in the right areas where it's really busy Money in the bank. And, they, like, I mean, this store doesn't – it's not even, like, a type of store that needs to make money. Like, you know, it's more of, like – like, I see it being a, a cool place where you can go shop definitely for, like, gifts. It's in Soho, which is, like, shopping central. But, like, I think it's – it really is, like, doesn't need to make money. It's just, like, a cool way to – you know, it's a lot of – a lot of like, a lot of these New York City stores, the rent – like, you know, like, the M&M store and the fucking – you know, Toys R Us store that was there. Like, they don't, like, a lot of them is just for brand recognition. And, like, it's just, like, if I go to New York, like, I want to go to the Amazon store. Like, it's just cool. Builds up the brand a little bit. Um, definitely a super sweet place to get cool gifts. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a really cool idea. Neat idea. And, it's, like, it's it's retail going on. It's retail shopping on crack because you just take everything that's super popular and super high quality and shove it in your store. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think, it, like, again, it just goes to show, like, you know, a lot of people complain. And I'm not I'm not going to make this argument now. Um, but, you know, that, you know, a lot of mom and pop shops are going, you know, out of, like, out of style. Or, I mean, not out of style. A lot of mom and pop shops are closing and Amazon's ruining them and, and this and that. But, like, like no one else is coming out with cool fucking ideas like this. You know, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's just neat. And like a cool place to shop. And like, you, know, you talk to some of these stores sometimes, like I talk to them at work and like, you know, these like, you know, grocery retailers and you, you offer them like a cool new product and their response is, oh, well, no one's asked for it yet. And it's like, well, you're the, the person, like you're, you're the one who runs the stores, you know, like you should put something cool in front of your customers instead of just being like, oh, all the big stores sell this, buy it from my store too. You lose that way. Make a cool store. Yeah, Sure. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> sure. Wow, zoned, thanks. Zoned, zoned up <laughs> yeah, second, fuck, man. no kidding. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, cool comment, Jim. <laughs> oh, man. 
I think, yeah, it's tough as like a, you know, a mom and pop shot or, or any other company to just do that. No, the reason Amazon yeah. can do that now is because they have an established brand and quality products. Oh, for it, sure. It wouldn't work sure. the other way around. No, I'm not saying just, it would, but you yeah. know, other people can be thoughtful and innovative too in their own little ways. Yeah. Although I do like the old school kind of retail experience. I, I go to this shop in Toronto every year. I go buy a, a puzzle for my mom's boyfriend because he likes to do puzzles. Yeah, I always I always get a good time in that store. It's just a lot of antique stuff and it's well, got that old smell, you know, the wooden kind of cabin smell. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, thr- like thrift stores are still cool to go to. Like, you just got to make your stores cool to go to, which is like a lot of retailers are doing now. Is it's just like, uh, like I could buy. Like, you're putting stuff in your store that you can buy online, and you're trying to beat online, but you just can't win. Like, you have to make your store like cool to go to. Like, yeah, it's still tough though, man. Like, look oh, at Dave- look at uh, look at David's Tea for example. I-, I think they did a pretty good job at making their stores kind of cool got like that blue logo and it seems like the workers are pretty uh knowledgeable about tea but i mean like no one like they're hurting now you know no one their sales aren't doing great yeah but it's tea like you know like what how's like i I don't know how how's urban outfitters doing like are they doing well or are they hurting or i don't know about urban outfitters i remember was it uh abercrombie and fitch i think is doing decently well lululemon's obviously killing it like, so you are right. Like Lulu does things very well, and it's yeah. not just about how your store looks. It's about going in and finding cool stuff and being excited to go in the store. Like, you know, like antique stores, thrift stores. You're going in, you don't know what you're gonna see in there. It's like a whole fun experience, and even if you don't buy anything, it's fun anyways. You know, I think like Urban Outfitters is a store. They kind of change up what they have in there all the time. They have like cool tees. Like, I got like a like a. Sandlot T-shirt there one. So like sometimes they have like albums oh, yeah. or record is it, players. Is it, uh, is it of uh, the Hambino? Yeah, 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 big time. Yeah, Killer Me Smalls. Yeah, picking out nice. a shot, man. Anyways, that guy's a hero. Uh, yeah. A- anyways, uh, cool idea for Amazon. Um, yeah, definitely. I hope they open one in Toronto. Uh, yeah. I-, I saw something uh, with uh, Alibaba, a uh, huge Chinese tech company. They they have these. Uh, they're called space eggs, and it's uh, pretty much a, a robotic porter in hotels. So, if you order room service, it would come up on this little egg-shaped robot in, in your room service and stuff like that. And they work on lasers, and you know, I'm not going to get into the technology. It's very scientific, but uh, man, it just look cool as crap. And they have, they have like voice commands to order from. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, so, so kind of like. Uh, an Alexa built in, if you will. So you're just in the room, you can place your order and this little egg comes up with your shit. Super cool. Cause we saw that Alibaba like grocery store too, a little while ago. We talked about it a few pods ago. Like, yeah. Yeah. Super cool stuff coming from them. It's, I, I was thinking like, I, th- I thought uh, maybe five years ago, all Chinese companies were doing, were copying American companies. Um, and it's still going on to this day. But now I really feel like they're, innovation is kind of maybe even outpacing the states and obviously canada canada's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, speaking of canada man new new nafta deal it's been saved um don't get too much into politics here but that, that's a that's a big i think on the whole it's a it's a good sign um dairy farmers not too happy in canada 
uh, bad for them, but it's good for the auto industry, good for the farm industry. And uh, yeah, if we could get those steel and aluminum tariffs uh, shaved off too. I texted my friend who's into politics and got the rundown because they didn't want to read anything on it. And uh, he just said it's bad for Mexico because now I think there's rules in the new NAFTA that you know, a certain amount of the cars have to be built in the U.S. or a certain percentage. So the big three in Detroit can't use cheap Mexican labor to build other cars. Okay. They have to use that $16 an hour, you know, American minimum wage. But that's good. I mean, let's keep the uh, keep the treaty together and hopefully we can get the uh, China-U.S. tariffs resolved next. Be nice. Go Canada. <laughs> Speaking of Canada, I was at the, uh, <laughs> I went to the Dreamforce, uh, but I was on the Canadian one in Montreal, but there was, uh, so Salesforce puts on their like, you know, tech conference every year. It's called Dreamforce, four day long event, 170,000 people, 83 countries, probably cost them like hundreds of millions of dollars. And I went to oh, yeah. the, the event in Montreal uh, for the, like the keynote. Uh, it was all right. Like uh, it was more of like a schmooze fest, you know? to you know meet your clients and bring them and you know you get the developers there and your partners there um i was hoping it'd be more um like i i I really i really liked it but i was hoping uh it would be more about you know cool tech stuff and the cool you know stuff they're they're inventing and the future of ai and data because they really are at the at the forefront of, of of this technology but it was more of like uh HR like culture fast. That's so, what they do, right? Salesforce, like that's it's it's a. Uh, um, correct me if I'm wrong. It, it's a customer service management con- like database type thing. Yeah, well, HR, what Salesforce is? Yeah, it's like HR customer service. No, it's, it's like a, a bunch of it's a it's 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 for your it's for your Salesforce. It's like a it's a customer relationship management system. Right. So it's like CRM, yeah. Yeah. So it, it takes all the data from your customers for potential customers, and yeah, it really is like a data thing. But it's not for a, it's more for your your sales and account management team, mm-hmm. um, and less for it's not really as much for HR. It's more it, like it does have it does fucking do everything, but. Um, yeah, it really is for your for your sales team, and just taking data from from all sorts of different places, and they 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 really have some cool stuff that I didn't even know that they did. I like they they have some like usually they're like back like you know behind the scenes kind of stuff, but they do Dude, have imagine some... how imagine how good Al Pacino how good of a salesman Al Pacino and Glenn Gary Glenn Ross would be with Salesforce. Oh man, he'd be. A I G. mean, that guy would be unstoppable. Just data Alec, at your Alec Baldwin. He'd be Jordan Belfort. <laughs> But yeah, Mark Mark Benioff's speech was good. But yeah, I just find like the difference. Oh, he is a big boy, and he's great, great, great speaker. Ex linebacker there or something. (laughs) A great what? He's a great speaker. But the only thing is, and this is why I'm I'm a big Elon fan, and you know, call me crazy or whatever. But like Elon sits there and he's like a fucking wacko. But he's like he talks about the future like he's super passionate about it, and. Like he's a, he's like, he just thinks of these crazy ideas and you can tell he's like so far ahead. Whereas Mark Benioff, it's all about how, like, you know, it's all about how good the company is. Best company to work for in Canada and the U S for millennials, like, you know, great benefits that you're talking about donating $18 million to public schools. Their big theme this year is about trust and all this stuff. Um, but it's just like, I was kind of hoping for like a insight into the future, you know, and it was more of like, a you know, no, you're not going to get that there. Yeah. 
So whatever, it was good. Cool, cool stuff coming out there. Like I said, a theme of trust. So they just talked about like their partners. So better integrations with Apple. So one of them is like they have this Einstein feature, which is like it syncs with Siri. So like if you're like an on the road sales rep, you can like talk to Siri and it plans your appointments and inputs your notes, which is pretty cool. Uh, better syncing with AWS. Nice. Um, but yeah, just. I, I like I, I love Speaking that of whack balls. Einstein was uh, quite the whack ball. Yes, yeah, seriously, <laughs> that hair. But yeah, I just I just find it I just find it kind of shitty that like it's good that we live in a world now where like people demand to buy products from like sustainable companies who do good for the earth and do good for this and good for that. But it, I I just think it's almost that we're almost at the point where it's like we only buy based on that now. Like political correctness has like replaced like having just like fucking super cool products. So I, I don't know. Ho- hopefully we can find a middle ground now. You know? Yeah. I, I know what you mean. It, it, the problem is with the, uh, so many of these big tech companies rely on data. So it's such a, you know, where's the line really? Cause you know, it, like with Apple, they, they keep saying, you know, your data privacy is our, one of our top priorities and they don't uh, share a lot of that data with advertisers or, or with anyone. But I mean, who who frick fuck really knows? I mean, Facebook every week we have a new headline about them selling data to people. So so there's a problem with all these major tech companies. They all have so much data and they're all collecting so much data. I mean, like we, we don't know, right? We don't know what they're doing with it. Right. We obviously know they're leveraging it to help with their products. But we don't know exactly who's receiving that public data. It's unknown, bro. We don't know. Yeah, I know. It is crazy. And Salesforce, like, I mean, the thing is, is like Apple, Facebook, they get a lot of like personal data, which is huge. But Salesforce gets like way more, like way more data about like how much business you do, how much business your company does. It's definitely different. They're not getting um, like dick pics like I'm sure Facebook's getting, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see no, a stat on how many dick pic. Maybe they have a, a study on dick pics. You know, bro, who's like sitting that dick- in Blue Mountain State? Bro, you know, they- Snapchat has all the dick pics, man. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Are they collecting data, or is it just delete from their system too? <laughs> Are they secretly keeping everything? Every dick pic. Yeah, someone's gonna come up with a, a dick dick pic encyclopedia. You know, <laughs> how to send the the proper dick pic. <laughs> Off watch, the rails, as watch, per usual. Watch or no watch? <laughs> I haven't worn a watch since I was six, man. <laughs> so obviously no watch. That's ridiculous. Um, ridiculous? Yeah, I, I guess since we're just closing up here, it was a thought I had uh, the other week when I was having a few beers. I was thinking, is is being good looking, you know, is it is it uh, does it get you further in life, like with your career? Or is it actually a detriment? Because... Maybe you don't have to try as hard because I think you can make some strong arguments for both sides. Yeah, but I think data has shown that being better looking is better for your career. But maybe not like if you want to be like the A player. But yeah, it's it's an interesting thought for sure. I mean, here's the situation. If If you're charming and outgoing and attractive, you can use that charm and wit to, you know, move yourself up a company perhaps. Right. But, you know, if, on the other hand, if you're, if you're, if you're, you know, not as attractive and and you have to work even harder 
because you don't have that in, then maybe it makes you, you know, a better employee and you're, you're, you know, much better for it in the long haul. Maybe, maybe it depends on the type of job too. Like if you're like a, like a client facing type of like, you know, like more a businessman versus like a, like a programmer or like, you know, someone back end. Well, let's think like if you're a salesman, like the classic salesman is like a charming person. Yeah. Usually like pretty tall. Yeah. But that, that could kind of like sketch you out sometimes if it's a, a short bald guy who just goes in there and knows his shit. You're like, all right, this this guy's legitimate. Like, yes, I agree. But also like, okay. So like coming from like a, a guy who's pretty hairy and like, you know, I have my good <laughs> days and I have my bad days, you know, like when I'm like fresh haircut, you know, like coming in clean with a nice pair of clothes, like I'm definitely more like I feel more outgoing than I do when I'm having like a, maybe a, like a bit of a tubby day, you know? tubby day like uh, trade shows man like if i'm if i'm sober and i worked out in the morning and like uh, my t-shirt's looking good around my thanks given belly then i can sell but like some days if i'm like hung over i had like ribs the night before and like <laughs> fucking shirts a little tight it's just yeah, I, i'm man. just not in the zone as much you know i meant more uh physical appearance like you, you, you this is more like how you feel yeah, but like you know, if 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 people like are constantly like looking at you like you're an attractive person, like you must have more confidence, you know. Eh, I don't know, man. There's a lot of CEOs that are not attractive, and they have big ass balls. Yeah, this big is balls. True. Yeah. Well, like who? <laughs> Jeff Bezos. I mean, he's, he's not pretty sexy. I he's guess. a good looking dude. Mark Benioff is a little tubs around the lubs, but you know. Yeah, I, don't, I can't think of like Bill Gates. He's got a full, got a full head of hair. Example, yeah, there you right? go, Bill Gates. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. Uh, speaking of full head of hair, I think Elon's most innovative product is uh, whatever made him gain his hair back. Because I'm sure he has something that he hasn't released to the public. <laughs> <laughs> he's bald at, at 28, and now he's a full head of hair. I don't understand. Oh, like he's got the LeBron effect going. Oh, is LeBron gaining his hair back, bro? Look at LeBron like five years ago. Look at that hairline and look at him today. Yeah, it's it's disappearing, no? Well, no, it's coming back strong. Yeah, maybe he's the, got the Benjamin Button effect going. <laughs> the reverse Benjamin Button? I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. Anyways, uh, yeah, man, great to be back. I think that was a pretty solid conversation. Yeah. I'm kind of done with it, though. I'm tired. All right, let's get out of here. Sign us yeah. off. Got a pack going to fucking Connecticut tomorrow. Another trade show. Ooh, yeah, very nice. So uh, from all of us here at the Business Boys, uh, we love you and thanks for tuning in. And you guys have yourself a fantastic week. Check you later. Peace.